Hello, friends. I can't start today's episode like a normal one. This is a special update episode. Several of you have asked about what's going on, and only the vaguest of answers have been given. So, I'm recording this on Saturday, July 9th, 2022, and it will be going out on Monday the 11th. On June 13th, my daughter had a bad headache, migraine level of pain to start, and then it stuck around and slowly getting better. But around day nine, it seemed like too much. The sharp headache that lasted that long. I wanted to have a doctor ask the questions I wouldn't have thought of to figure it out. My gut told me something was off. Something was wrong. Her tests all came back normal with no spikes in the blood work and no deficiencies or imbalances, but her blood pressure was almost off the charts. Almost 50 points higher than what it should be for an 11-year-old at her height. When her pediatrician said that it was time to go to the ER, I was worried. I knew it was serious, but the ER? It's a headache. Her blood pressure is up because she's in pain. But I took her to the children's hospital that night so they could do a head CT just to be sure and then figure out what medication she'll need to be on. There's a family history on both sides of blood pressure problems. I was wrong. Her CT scan revealed a mass. She had a 4.5 centimeter tumor growing off of her pituitary gland. She was fully admitted to the hospital on June 23rd, day one of the longest path we have to walk. We're still both on that journey. It was a long road ahead. To the people that found out that night, I want to say thank you for listening and distracting me. And sorry for the delivery of a crying woman saying, my baby has a brain tumor. I think I was a little justifiable in my freak out, but I didn't need to bring people in like that. I'm sorry, guys. The next morning, we transferred hospitals so that she could be at the best possible location for her size and spot of the tumor. A week of monitoring and more testing, additional scans, more blood work. I cannot thank my friends and family enough for the support and text and phone calls during that week. I also want to say sorry to those that I didn't let know. There were a lot of people that wanted that we wanted to tell, but the hospital COVID restrictions allowed for only two adults per 24 hours to be in the ICU ward. Jason, my husband, and I are her two people. So even if we told more, it would just be answering the same questions over and over and giving the same responses of, we don't know know anything new yet, we can't have visitors, we don't need anything, there are no updates. After all the tests had been compiled, they were able to build an aggressive game plan for surgery a shunt to remove excess spinal fluid in the brain that caused the initial migraine, 
and then a majority of the tumor removed from the nose. On June 30th, she started the surgery at 7.30 a.m. The longest day of my life then proceeded. That is when we told more family and friends and when I started writing this all out. There were some definite highlights to that day too. So thanks for the coffee. And I have been writing this over several days and want to keep it as raw and organic as possible. I tried to keep it in date order, but it jumps around a bit. It's a good representation of what my state of mind is like right now. The surgery went great. Over 90% of the tumor was removed and her vitals were stable the whole time. Now we are on the road to recovery. Her post-op MRI showed a thalamus mini-stroke. The shock of so much being moved and drained and being under anesthesia for nearly 12 hours caused several brain functions to go into shock. We are waiting now for her brain to both calm down and wake back up. My boo is still in there. She's not in a coma. She's responsive when her medication is lowered to take her out of a sleep state. She reacted to my voice and squeezed my hand on the second. But this is why I've been selective about what I can and can't do. The people who have been told and to those who haven't, I'm under an extreme amount of pressure Balancing the need to be at her side and the need to preserve my own mental health has been difficult. The night of the June Two Girls One Ship Patreon episode was the first night we were in a new hospital, and she was still being medicated to get her headache and blood pressure under control. I also missed out on the Holocron Histories chat. I had notes prepared for both, so I handed them off to those who could read them for me. Toasty reading my stream of consciousness was interesting for sure. I love you, Beast Mode. And Vervada, babe, seriously, I would have broken and crumbled if I didn't have you. You've contacted guests. You did an entire Patreon chat, edits and all. I love you. And double fuck brain tumors. My heart is with you and Muffiny Cake. And to the weekend parking lot party crew, I fucking love you guys. More than I think I can ever express. I love you. By Monday the 27th, and kiddo was no longer in pain. and was getting bored of just hanging out in a room. But drawing and headphones with her favorite music playing helped. So... I decided to join in on the Witcher Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast, spending a few minutes chatting with people, muted, muting when I needed to, and getting up when I had to. And the biggest thing, not scripting. And from a professional standpoint, my audio setup sucks here. A detachable stick mic that goes into my headphones used for gaming 
I sound like muffled shit, and I know that I do today, too. You work with what you got. So I do feel a little guilty about choosing to do those episodes, but I also had fun and needed human connection and laughter. And I did it while at the hospital, while she was right there with me, watching YouTube on headphones. But there's no way that I could do a fully scripted live stream managing all those aspects and discussing what I do in a children's hospital. It just seemed off, and I knew my, quote, performance would be off too. I want to give our characters the best that I have, and right now, I can't focus on that. Thursday the 30th was the big day. My stomach was in knots the whole day, and so far, they've not gone away. They wheeled my baby out at 7.30 a.m., and she didn't return to us until almost 8 p.m. that night. There were some difficulties getting her to wake up. That was expected. Nearly 12 hours in surgery takes a lot out of you. Her post-op CT revealed no major bleeds, no fluid buildup, and it looks like we were in the clear. But she didn't have the initial wake-up post-anesthesia. They kept her on sleep meds and let her settle back in her room. Later, they took her for an MRI. This is where we found out that she had a mini-stroke in her thalamus. This is the part of the brain that regulates your sleep-wake hormones. It's been a struggle since then to keep her fluid... It has been a struggle since then to keep her fluids and sodium levels in the right spot, and her body temperature is no longer self-regulated. More things have gone right, and a few that have not. My baby is still in there. Her brain just hasn't told her it's time to wake up yet. The next major shock to my family was on July 7th. A phone call that I had been expecting, but dreading, came through. Some of you have heard the story of my grandpa. I told his life motto story in a previous episode. But basically, he turned 102 on June 20th. Right before I got married, I asked him what his secret to life was. His long life, his happy marriage. His, he told me, Miha, there are three things in life you need to know. Tell someone you love them every day. If it, your spouse, your child, your friends, or your dog, even on those days when you can only look in the mirror, make sure to tell someone you love them every day. Laugh as loud and as often as possible. Your laugh is one of your unique gifts to the world 
and it should never be stifled or hidden. Share your laughter with those around you. And a shot of tequila three times a week. This man helped raise me, and he has been the patriarch of a huge family. Ted kids of his own, dozens of grandkids, and a few great-grandkids. One of my most cherished pictures is of Tata holding little Rex when she was only a few days old. But now, he, now he's another guardian angel watching over my boo. His faith in God was strong, and his love for all his progeny was a testament to his devotion to family first. I know that he is here in this room with me. That night, I went out. <laughs> I made Sam drink tequila, even though he hates it. So thanks, dude. For all the reasons that you already know. Thank you. To Wynn and Yuri, Cloudy. Thank you for keeping my spirits up that night by singing our asses and rocking out. a few dozen more people on the list to think, and I hope that you all know who you are. I know that you have a lot of questions. How are you holding up, Jen? What can I do? Did the doctors do this, or that, or the other thing? I'm on a roller coaster, crying and laughing, going out for a drink or a coffee and holding vigil at her bedside. I'm doing what I need to do for me so I can be the best for her when she wakes up. I have my husband. I have my family. I have my friends. I will never be able to thank you all enough for the emotional support and making sure I eat and leave the campus and remember to laugh. As for what you can do, right now, there is nothing but time and patience with me. I'm slower to respond to DMs that take thought and care. I'm not in a mindset to script, so it might be a little while before we have a true episode come out. I know for damn sure the two girls one ship will sail again, my lovely shipsters. It just needs to stay docked for a little bit while the med team takes a full stock. As for the medical stuff, what I said is what I feel comfortable sharing, and that's the bottom line. I hope that this helps to understand what is going on with me and my family, and why some days I'm distant and others I'm in major need of distraction. Please send your love, your thoughts, your prayers, your intentions, your universal energy, or whatever you believe in up to my little Rex. But please don't send DMs. 
I already have a lot of family checking in and asking questions. Or if you do, please don't get offended if you're left unread for a while. I will see it, and I will read it, but responding and opening up conversations can be difficult right now. And again, thank you to Vervada for being the captain of the ship while I have been in my whirlwind. And thank you to the new listeners who are still showing your support in follows and downloads and comments and posts. Thank you. There will be no live stream this week because of a pre-scheduled interview. V and I were very grateful to sit down and have a chat with one of our favorite people on the internet. It was scheduled early last month. The interview took place earlier last month. And it was set to release very specifically on July 18th for reasons that will become clear when you get the chance to listen. Pretty proud of it, so I hope you do. And before I get too mushy and list all the names of all the people and all the reasons that I love my friends or before I start crying all over again, I'll sign off here. Thank you. Love you. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bunny? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.